Hey folks, it's time for another episode of the High Power Archery Podcast. Today's a very special podcast as I have a few guests with me. Now, you've all seen them on Facebook if you follow my posts. Um, we have Mom Jessica, we have Leanne, my apprentice, and we have Caitlin. And each will give you some of their opinions on the subject we're going to be going over to, which uh, today happens to be New Hunters. And New Hunters is a very important subject to me because you know I spend a lot of my time training new people and taking them out into the woods. So I've got a lot of listener questions this week, and we're actually working with a documentary crew who's filming this right now as we're doing it. So not only are we live, we're being watched, which is kind of interesting to begin with. But now that I have Jessica, Kate, Leanne all petrified here, you're going to have to loosen up a little bit. So everybody say hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. Oh, hi. <laughs> Come on. You know how you are. Anyway, so we'll get started. So the biggest thing has been lately is getting new people into archery. I went over a whole podcast with that. Now, initially it starts out as you want to learn how to shoot a bow for either fun, recreation, sometimes competition. In the case of these three, it first started with Jessica and with Leanne coming over to me, and they wanted to try archery out, and turned out they liked it after one lesson, and they ordered their own bows, which is great. Um, but then the next week, they brought Kate. And something special happened with Kate because the first time she shot a bow, she shot three bullseyes and had never touched a bow in her life before. We knew something was going on there, so turns out she got her own bow too. But to make things a little bit different, they, both Jessica and Leanne ordered hunting bows. They ordered PSE Stingers, which is an entry-level bow. Like I said, to get this thing, this thing done, you don't have to spend a lot of money. Well, they got themselves Stingers. We're ready to go. And then we had Kate who we were going to order a junior-sized bow. Um, but she wouldn't have any of that. So when I took out another stinger and lowered the weight all the way down for her, guess what? That was the bow she went with. So at the time, she was only nine years old. She's gotten so much older now. She's a whole 10. Um, she now shoots an adult bow, a PSE stinger, just like her mom and her sister. And that says a lot for her. It also says a lot that these three shoot at 40, 40 yards regularly, Breaking balloons. Yes, even Kate does that. She loves to break balloons. Um, but soon after they got started, they uh, saw me put out a deer target. And uh, first thing they said was, ooh, can I shoot that? You remember that, Jessica, don't yes, you? Yes, I do. Okay. And turned out, I said, you know, if you like shooting a deer target, do you ever think about going hunting? And they're like, yeah. Especially, I think, the thing that changed them, and we know that what that was. Remember I gave you a bunch of venison that I had left over? Yes, I did. And what happened? You took that home, and you cooked it up. And the next time you said, oh, we got to do this. <laughs> I need more of that. And now whenever Leanne sees a deer, because Staten Island is overpopulated with deer, which will get to my next part of it, she doesn't see a deer. What do you see, Leanne? Stew. Okay. <laughs> well, that's basically what she sees. Um, stew, chops. Yeah, I've never. I've tried to envision what she sees, but somehow I just see like pieces of meat floating by when she's looking at a deer. And then lately, if we're somewhere, she'll look at a deer like, you know, I could hit that one right there in back of his shoulder, and that'd be the end of him. And then he'd be stew. Yep. And Caitlin, she just likes the idea of being able to hit it. But her, she's too young to hunt in New York this year. But her, her, uh, her first time will probably be next year. Um, 
Jessica and Leanne have already been out a couple times with me, and we've come really close. But uh, I'm sure there next time they're going to wind up getting the, the shot opportunity. We just had bad weather, which is another reason why we've delayed our podcast so long, because out there with the hunts a couple times a week, it takes up a lot of the time. And uh, we always don't get the chance to record our podcast like we like to. Now, one of the reasons why I try to get so many people into hunting, as they know, it's not because I'm a bloodthirsty maniac. That's not what I'm into. Uh, what it has to do is, I'll give you an example. In the northeastern region here, particularly in the suburbs like Westchester County, Long Island, um, and even Staten Island, which is a part of New York City, we have a dense overpopulation of deer. Now, in New York City, you are not allowed to hunt deer. Why? Well, I don't know why. They keep on claiming, oh, it's because of this, it's because of that. doesn't really make a difference. The fact is that we have enough parkland out here in New York City. We could do it safely, especially if it's managed by the state. But they fight things over here, as they always do for every little thing. If you just want to paint the wall a color, you have to get a permit and an ordinance done for it. Um, and they've been paying companies to um, sterilize deer, which has cost millions and worked out to be a terrible failure. So I get a lot of people in this, and a lot of the reason why I do that is there's a lot of places in Jersey and Long Island where they can go hunting, and it's all state-managed properties. And all those properties have deer management programs, which means you can shoot a, a number of deer out there, and they'll give you more tags for them. Uh, you can also shoot male or female. That's one of the advantages of bow hunting. Um, and we get a lot of people doing that. So I would rather you come to me, get training, go out there, try it the first time with me safely than just, you know, read a course online and just jump into the woods the next day because all kinds of bad things can happen. But so let's get into what your first experiences were like. When you first shot a bow, what did you think? It was really nice. I enjoyed it. You enjoyed it. Was it fun? It was definitely fun. But then when you saw a deer target, what was it? It was more fun. It was more fun. And then you start to push it further and further. So now you regularly shoot between 40 and 50 yards, sneaking in something a little bit further than that if you can. Yes, sir. And it's the same thing with you. Now, what did you like about the first time? Because if I recall, you tried the recurve and you tried the compound. You tried to recur for exactly one shot, gave up on it, and said, no, I want to do a compound, yeah. which you did. <laughs> and now do you love shooting your compound bow? I do. It's like my little precious. Ah, it's our little precious. And they have to get their weekly fix. Now, during the summer um, and early fall, they were shooting literally seven days a week. So Monday through Friday, Saturday and Sunday, a couple of hours at, at the outdoor range over here, you'd always see them. They were working with me, increasing their skills. And the fact is, they learned more in a couple of weeks and were able to shoot further than most people who've been shooting 20 years, which is pretty sad. But the average person in New York basically shoots 20 yards. And unfortunately, for most people, if you say that you shoot 30 or 40, they think that's some kind of blasphemy or sacrilege, and they look at you funny. However, most people will notice on my Facebook page that a lot of my students are all female. Why? Well, it's nothing against the boys. I have a few boy students too. But my girls learn faster and stick to it better for some reason. Case in point, Caitlin. Now, I helped you draw your bow for like the first couple, you know, one or two weeks. And after that, you got it on your own, right? Yeah. And you, what did you tell me after you first started shooting 15 and then 20 yards? You're like, can I go further? 
<laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay, if you want to. And then it was 30. And then the one day I couldn't make it down to the range, I show up uh, right about 15 minutes before daylight ends because that's how long they shoot until there's no daylight. And I find that Jessica's shooting 50 yards. Leanne is taking pokes out there. And you are now shooting at 40. Okay. So do you want to hunt next year for sure? Are you yeah. thinking about it? Yeah. You do, right? Okay. And is it because it's a fashion statement for you? No. That you see the deer, you don't like the way he looks, he's not fashionable, so you want to, you want to harvest that deer so that other more fashionable deers can get out there? Is that what it is? No. Then why? Because you want to do your part? Why do you want to hunt? For the meat. <laughs> I think she loves eating them. Well, then that's a good enough reason. Because you can't get deer meat pretty much anywhere, and it's the healthiest meat you can possibly get. But there's nothing like harvesting it on your own. Now, the only bad part that comes with that is, since I'll be taking you out all the time, I'm going to have to butcher all these things, which is going to take hours. But I don't mind. I love doing it. It's okay. But I move on. Anyway, so you're doing it because you like it. You're also doing it to do your part to lower the deer populations. Now, you all took the hunter safety course. Up until this year, I was teaching the course in classrooms. However, with the advent of COVID-19, we've done away with that and made it available online. Otherwise, people couldn't do it at all. I am not a fan of that because there's a lot of stuff that you need to learn in person that they don't cover online. However, all of you took your courses online. And did you get anything out of the course? Did you learn anything from the course? Yes, I learned a couple parts of the bow and bow safety and things like that. Okay. And in anywhere in that course that they mentioned that you should never put your arrows in your back pocket if they had broadheads on them. They should. They should have. They should have, but they didn't, did they? No. But remember the first thing I showed you? Like, well, if you take your broadhead on your arrow and you stick it in your back pocket because you're cool, you know, you don't want to wear a quiver or anything like that, and then you happen to forget it's there. What happens when you sit down? And Jessica's in the medical field, so I just... Oh, you're going to need a couple of sutures. And what happens if you sit down the wrong place on it? You can cut very important... You can cut your femoral artery that way. You'll bleed out before anyone can even get to you. But yeah... So that's one of the things that I don't like about learning online. That's why I would rather spend all the time working with you and be like, okay, this is what you do. This is what you don't. And the first hunt that we went on, in case you didn't notice, I didn't shut up. I was pointing out different things to look for, stuff like that. So if you're looking to sit there and just chill out, it wasn't going to happen, including how not to get lost in the woods, even though we were guided to the wrong place at the wrong time. And I had to find this it's the right place. <laughs> By the way, for those who are listening, I didn't do the guiding, but it's not my problem. And I will not mention the gentleman who did that. Those its own good intentions to do that. But it was all fine. Anyway, so you're doing your part. You're cutting down the, on the deer numbers. You all know what's going on around here. What's the biggest problem that we have with deer? There's too many. and they. What do they cause? Accidents. And cause accidents, yes. So for those... For those of you who are unfamiliar with New York, and most importantly, New York City, and maybe you don't understand it, most people here, well, not most people, it's a stereotype, but yeah, most people, um, don't believe in two things. 
red lights, or obeying the speed limit. So on an early morning, when you're driving on in, Ar- in Staten Island on Arthur Kill Road, which is a roadway that goes pretty much around the island, that for some reason people confuse with the Indy 500, and they're doing 85 in their BMW Spider through there, and they hit a deer because there's so many. Disaster will ensue. Now, they wouldn't be hitting deer if the population wasn't so high. That's part of the problem. The other problem that comes in for too many deer is what? Well, those little guys we have a problem. Ticks. Ticks. So I'm not talking facial ticks. I'm talking bad ticks. Really bad ticks. And you can get what from them? Lyme disease. And do you want Lyme disease, Kate? No. It does bad things to you. And it's not fashionable. And we know you're all about fashion. So you wouldn't like the color rings it gives you around the bite, which just would clash with everything you wear. You see, Kate's the fashionista in the, in the group here. And when she goes hunting, trust me, she's going to wear the most stylish camo of the day. But that's next year, so we're not going to worry about that right now. But I get back to what I'm talking about. Anyway, so it has to do with the ticks. And by cutting down the deer population, you don't have the deer dropping ticks all over the place, and we can't control the tick population. But that's the main reasons why you all do this. Now, the other thing I'm going to talk about is, and this is the one that is like the taboo subject. There are some guys out there who don't think that there should be female hunters. Oh, I can see the look on Jessica's face already. And to them I say, poo-poo, too bad, I don't care. Everyone's got the right to hunt. No matter what, I don't care what color you are. I don't care what you're income background is i don't care about any of that sort of stuff if you're willing to put in the time to learn and to do it and to hunt legally then that is your right but you have to understand hunting is a privilege not a right but with privileges anybody is able to do it as long as they comply with the regulations so what do you guys think when someone says well you shouldn't be doing that you're a girl I think a lot of things. Well, please, by <laughs> do share what you think. Um, well, I think that they shouldn't be judging us like that because, first of all, who are you to say that I don't have the capability to do so? Okay. You don't know me. You don't know anything about me. Yeah. And you don't know how much time and effort I've put into practicing for it. Mm-hmm. So before you want to say stuff like that, you should get to know who I am and mm-hmm. how much I do to prepare for it. Okay. And then... Uh, so what do you say when someone, when, and you've seen them at the range, the guys who look at you funny, like, why is she shooting a hunting bow over there? Because uh, she's going to hunt. What? Yeah, that's kind of the reaction they get. And what do you say to them? Well, I, I wish they would shoot while I'm shooting because all of a sudden a lot of them do stop. And uh, anybody who thinks I shouldn't hunt should first take account of how many Robin Hoods I have at what distances. Yeah. it's not just luck, it's skill. Yeah. And um, Kate. What do you think about when a boy says you shouldn't be shooting or hunting because you're a girl? Oh, I can't wait to hear <laughs> Yeah, she's a little bit too peeved to, to even answer that one right now, but she'll get to it later. Anyway, so what we found, and one of the subjects of my don't be that guy segments before, was the guy who thinks that just because it's a girl shooting... He can do the same thing, yet has no skill to do it. And we see this all the time. Now, Willowbrook Park is an outdoor archery range. It's the only free-to-the-public open archery range in the city. And um, 
it's an open field, basically, and it's notorious for people losing arrows. Now, if you're shooting at a distance that you know and that you're capable of, you shouldn't lose any arrows. But as I've seen with you three all the time, you get the dudes, and they're not men, I call them dudes, who come down there in their, you know, muscle t-shirts while they're shooting, shooting the lightest Hoyt bows because they're, you know, macho, the whole nine yards. Yeah, don't get me started on that. Anyway, and what do they do? They see you shooting at 40 yards, and they say, what? Oh, I'm, I have to put it at 40 yards. I can't have them shooting twice what I'm shooting. And what happens? What have we seen happen when that goes on? You start losing arrows. Losing arrows is an understatement for what happens. So remember that guy who was shooting out there, actually a couple of rows away from us. He started with 12 arrows. He ended with two. Because <laughs> he couldn't find his arrows because he's trying to shoot 40 yards to keep up with the girls, but the dude can't shoot past 10. This is a problem. And then I love it when they see little Caitlin shooting out there because she's shooting at 40 and hitting her target, which is not that big, busting balloons out there, shooting zombies. We try to keep it fun. I put ogres, zombie targets, you name it. And she's not missing anything. Occasionally, she'll have a flyer that goes one way or the other, and we do fine. At least, you know, we stick our homing target person, Jessica, on, and she finds it. She uses her feet to find them in the grass. But, yeah, she's shooting out there. She's shooting accurately. She knows she can shoot out there. No problem. But these dudes, they just try to make up for it. doesn't really work all that well. We've seen too much of that. But those are the same guys with the mentality that girls should not be hunting. And then when they see you shooting at deer targets out there, oh, it gets even worse. Because they see with that little balloon on the deer's heart, and you're shooting at 40 yards and popping on your first shot. How many videos do I have of you on Facebook shooting it like... Now, sometimes you have a rough day, and you're like, oh, you might miss it twice. And I don't mean miss the whole target, just miss the balloon because you push the balloon to one side instead of popping it. But you go right on it, keep on it, and you shoot, and you just do it. And that's part of why I say if you want to do this and you have the desire to do it, it should be no problem. But, Jessica, you can tell us about this because you're usually the one shooting on the far left target. What is what we call the girl effect in the parking lot? (laughs) Oh, the cars pull up, turn around, and then leave once they see we're shooting. So what happens is the guys pull up in their trucks. They're big, bad, monster-looking trucks. And they're going to go, they're shooting in the afternoon. But then they see these three shooting at 40 yards. And they're like, oh, that's not good. No, I, I only shoot 15. I only shoot 20. Nah. And now it's gotten to the point where the second that we're always at the first table in the park, I do that purposely, but they roll in, they see you three, and they don't even stop. They roll right back out. And then you'll see that when we're packing up, they come by again, they see that you're not there, and then they'll pull in and shoot, yes. which because of the fact that you shoot almost till dark can kind of suck for them. But I could care less. It's embarrassment. And to you guys who are listening who are those suspectful people, All I can say is this. Learn how to shoot for Christ's sake. I mean, really, come on. If you don't know how to shoot, ask me. I teach anybody. I don't care. I don't discriminate. I may make fun of you sometimes, but I will teach you how to shoot. And now it's gotten to the point where Leanne will take certain people under her wing and be like, this is what you're doing wrong. 
But then at the same time, I see her look at some people who don't want any kind of help and think that I'm not going to be helped by a girl. And she's like, they suck. And they're going to continue to suck. Haven't you seen a lot of people who suck? Yep. And have the potential to get better if they just learned. They, they really do. But they are what we call asshats. So I know Caitlin's the young one here. You may not be familiar with an asshat, but the Webster Dictionary version of someone who's an asshat is someone who has their head so crammed so far up their butt that they can't hear anything or won't listen to anybody. And there's a lot of asshats at Willowbrook Park, are there not? Yes, I a ton a of them. them. Yes. Now, on top of everything else, Leanne is now my apprentice. So she's learning everything that I know. She even does repairs with me at Willowbrook Park. A couple of weeks ago, she made her first money doing that. And she didn't even ask for anything. People willing, like, oh, no, this is too good. Here, take this. <laughs> and we posted that picture of her holding a $20 bill for that peep that she installed. I wish I could get that kind of money for that. But, hey, I'm not going to start that. Anyway, so people even had a problem with that. What, a girl learning to be an, an archery tech? What, are you kidding me? And let's just say I was less than kind on my responses to them. And I dropped the challenge. If you have a problem with that, come see me at the range. I haven't had really anyone take that up. <laughs> I don't know if my reputation got out or not, but whatever. I mean, I'm not that kind of crazy. Well, yeah, yeah. But it's beside the point. You know what would happen if someone showed up down there with that? I, I'm pretty sure I know what would happen. Would I would put ass. them up against up against Leanne and be like, okay, before I beat you senseless, I want you to shoot at 40 yards with Leanne. And if you can hit the target twice, then we'll throw down. I'll be glad to give you the beat down that your daddy should have. But it never gets to that. Because when they try to take that challenge, what happens? They suck! They lose their arrows. And then they walk away in shame. But that's how things go. People don't know how to... Be civil with other people. They don't know how to accept what it is. So the bottom line is, if you want to learn, it's your right to learn. When I started High Power Archery, it's to get as many people into archery as possible. And you've seen how many people we just put in just this year alone while you've been there. It's a new people every week, and it's worked out really, really well. And you guys continue to go more and more, and now you're teaching people how to do it. Even you had given a couple of pointers to some of the other young kids that we have shooting. And you just look at people like, you know, you really should look at that bow because that bow's got something wrong with it. Yeah. And you've seen that a lot. And a lot of guys don't want to hear that coming out of a woman until their bow blows up. And they're like, maybe you were right. And then they bring it to me. And they're like, oh, your bow blew up. And um, didn't she tell you there was something wrong with it? Well, yeah. I'm like, I see. Well, um, normally, I'm really good with the pricing. This is how much it is to fix it. You know, I don't charge my standard pricing. I try to help you out. But because you are an asshat, I'm going to charge you what an asshat should be paying for this. When if you had listened to Jessica in the first place, and there's a particular guy at the range who had, whose bow clicks and is about to go anytime. Every time he draws back, I hear click. He's got a cracked limb, but he's not listening to anybody. But I don't know. You read about him sooner or later when bow blows up in his face and he's carried away by EMS. Um, anyway, so you learn... You pass it on. It's like our own little disease. More and more people. And the greatest thing that I can say is when I see one of my students teaching somebody else, it's the greatest thing in the world for a teacher. And that's what I'm all about, teaching more and more people. So this episode right now which has just been about a little bit like why we do it, how we do it, why it's important to get more people in, into the hunting there. 
Um, of course, we've had our three guests on here, but they're not done yet. They'll be a little bit more of them. But now we're going to get into the listener questions. So today is just two listener questions that we have. So Jake H. writes, This is my son Mike's first year hunting. He's 11 and wanted to get into the woods with me, so I got him certified, taking the online course or in-class course, and we went out our first time just last week. But he had a shot on, at a spike only 11 yards away. The spike is a young buck with only two points on it. He missed it low and has been kind of bummed out since then. I tried to get him into the woods again, but it was a no-go. Any advice on how to do that? Is it a lost cause? It was only his first hunt. Okay, so what we have is first time in the woods, he's 11 years old, just like you're going to be next year. And he missed a deer. Now, I guess he got traumatized, and I already responded to this email, but he got traumatized. He doesn't want to shoot again. Your first time going out there, if you had a shot at a deer and you missed it, or as unlikely as that is, sometimes shooting at a real live animal is different than shooting at a target. Mm-hmm. As Jessica has found out, trying to shoot the Miracle Matrix rabbits, she took a shot at a rabbit that did a Matrix move funny. and moved out of the way. But if that were you, would you just give up or would you want to try again? No, I would try again. See, so this young man doesn't want to try again or he's all bummed out. So what I tell people is if you have a child who's done that the first time and he he missed, sometimes you get really, really traumatized. But the only thing you got to tell them is, hey, it happens. Don't worry about it. They're like, oh, my God, I can't believe um, I'm all angry. Most of the time they're angry at themselves for missing. Sometimes they were so nervous to take the shot. It just happened. But you got to get them out there again. So what I tend to explain to younger people is when this sort of thing happens, think of it like this. You missed a shot. Yeah. What do you do? You go back and practice more so you won't miss it the next time. Now you've already been in that situation. It's not going to happen to you again because before you got nervous, your blood was pumping. Although the other day when we almost had that shot at the dough, I think I was the more nervous one than you. And you were ready to take the shot, weren't you? Yeah. Okay. Except for... That tree that was between us and him and the coyote that chased him off. So, okay. I think he would have connected on that and it would have been done. But had you missed, then what I tell people is, think of it as you missed and the deer's laughing at you. That's not good. You don't want a deer get away laughing at you. So what do you want to do? You want to make him stop laughing the next time you see him. And there's going to be a next time. Always accept the fact that there's going to be a next time. So even if you missed a buck of the woods, I mean, gigantic buckzilla walks out. You missed him. Life goes on. We're not always successful the first time you try something. If the guy who invented the airplane had tried, had just given up his first time when he crashed, of course, if he got killed, it wouldn't make a difference. But if he had just given up his first time, would we have planes today? No. If the guy who invented cars done that, would we have cars? No. They all picked themselves up and went again. So... You missed the first time, go back, try harder, and tell the kid, hey, happens to everybody. I can guarantee you it happened to him the first time, to his dad, but keep going. And if you just have the right talk with him, and I even told him, I said, if you can't get him to go back in the woods with you, put him on a FaceTime, I'll talk to him. And I'm very persuasive with that sort of thing, even if I have to drag him into the woods myself. Although I think they live in Tennessee, it's going to be kind of a far drive, it might suck, but... If I got to do it, I got to do it. 
Don't care. So that'll do it for Jake's question. Now, this one, this next question kind of got me. And when I say got me, like it really made me testy. So Paul B. writes, I love the podcast. My daughter Shelly listens with me, and we get a lot out of each episode. But just this past week, we had a run-in with a few guys out on public land where we hunt. They said we shouldn't be wasting a spot on a little kid, much less a girl. She got upset, and she's only 13. Any words you have that might cheer her up? We stood our ground, but it kind of killed the day, if not the week, for her. Thanks again for all you do. Okay. I'm going to say it like this. There's a lot of these macho yo-yos out there who think the girls don't belong in the woods. It actually happened to another one of my students, to Marissa. And she was legally hunting, and the guy said, you can't be there, and she got pulled out of the woods and turned out it was not legal for her to be taken out of the woods there, and it's all a mess. But whatever. So when I see people like this, and there's a lot of them, they think that two problems with them. One, they think that public land belongs to all of them. Public land belongs to everyone. That's why it's called public land. So if you have a spot, and I don't care if you've been scouting that spot for 10 years, and someone's there before you, it's theirs. We experienced this the other day. Remember, we went to a public land, and there was somebody already there. That kind of thing can happen. But let's just say that you're out in the woods, and some guy says that to you. What are you going to say? You're a girl. You don't belong here. What are you going to say to them? And why not? You can say what? Why, why not? not? Okay. I'm here legally. Mm-hmm. I'm doing everything right, probably better than you. Mm-hmm. But. <laughs> <laughs> and um, what is mom going to say to them? Mom has to be filtered right now. Oh, oh. But mom has thoughts on what she would be oh, saying. Yes. Anything. And um, I think these guys forget that they're only here because of a woman. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's a different point of view for sure. Very deep. Yeah, most of these guys don't have the intelligence to figure that one out. And, um, Caitlin, what would you say if you were hunting and some guy came up to you and said, you don't belong here, you're a girl? I kind of say the same thing as Leanne. Mm, you're doing everything legally, so there's nothing they can say to you, right? Okay. Um, this, unfortunately, is a very common occurrence. It happens a lot. Uh, and it kind of sets me off with this sort of thing. And what I teach... All my students, be they male, female, I don't care. If you are in the woods and you're doing everything legal, nobody has the right to push you off there. And anyone who tries to do that, the main thing is don't argue with them. Don't be like, oh, really? Okay. You can take that up with with the game wardens or the DEC police if you want because I'm here legally. So if you want to do that, go drag your ass over to them, have a little word with them, and see how they feel about what you're saying. Doesn't go much farther than that. Now, some people start name-calling and doing all kinds of stuff like that. I personally don't do that. The last time this happened, I was in a two-person stand, and someone said something similar to me. I didn't get into an argument. All I did was look at him with a very stern look and said, and what? She's here. She's legal. That's the end of the story. But, like I said, be civil about it. And just use the law as your backup. Just say, it's legal. I ain't moving. If you got a problem, go get the law. And the law will have a fun time with them. Trust me. That's what these guys do for a living. 
So to all you yo-yos out there who think you can just push a female off the ground because, well, she's a girl, well, no. And if you have a problem with that, then, as I always say, come see me. I got something for you. I'll leave it at that. I'm trying not not to be too violent here. Because Jessica has taught me not to be violent, to increase my inner, yeah, okay. But, so, Paul, like I said, in my email back to you, don't be discouraged by that. Stand your ground, which is what you did, and just hit them with, if you think that I don't belong here, go tell law enforcement, because I'm sure they're going to have a couple words for you. And believe it or not, guys don't know what to say to that when you say that to them. And if they get aggressive with you, by all means, come out of the tree, but then go to and report it to the, to the law enforcement. They will deal with it. Don't get into a confrontation that you have no part of. It's not worth the fight. But most guys will just back off when you say something like that, so nothing to worry about. But that will do it for the listener questions today. And now we're going to get into my segment, Don't Be That Guy. Now, normally you guys know I raise my voice. I, I talk about these subjects that really affect me personally i'm going to try to keep this a little mellow today though it's not going to be easy and um this week's don't be that guy goes out to those guys out there who hunt public land but think it's their own personal property public land as i said before is public it belongs to everyone but you're going to find the occasional dude who goes out there and says, I've been scouting this property for six months. I know where every single deer is. I've got this spot, and it's mine, and no one else can take take over it. Well, I hate to tell you, you're wrong. So if someone is already there, too bad. You should have a backup spot. And especially when you're telling that to a female, I get a little bit upset. Like I'm kind of getting a little bit upset right now. But don't be that guy who's going to go and scream at someone because they're a girl or a young lady or whatever. I don't care because they're in your spot or they're in your area. If you suck too bad where you can't get up early enough to get there first, that's your problem. And most importantly, as Jessica will tell you, you have to get up early in the morning. And a lot of these guys think they can just stroll in there anytime. Do we get up early to go on these hunts? Oh, yes. If we're driving out to Long Island, what time do we... Now, we're in New York City. We have to drive out to Suffolk County to do this. What time do we generally leave to get out there? I believe it was 2.30. Ah, okay. So, we do our part to get out there and get, get in there on time. But these guys, these guys, think they can show up anytime they want. You're on their spot, but it's public land. So, once again, I'm going to say... Don't be that guy with his head crammed so far up his rear end that thinks you're God on public land. Because trust me, you're not. And if you do, if you still insist that you're the master of all public land, then the only thing I'm going to say to you is this. Why don't you read the regulation book? And if you read the regulation book, it'll say that no one can claim a spot on a public land. I don't care if you build your own tree stand in the, in the, in the heavens there. doesn't make a difference. And... For those of you who deal with people like this, as I mentioned before, use the law to your side. Just get them. Call the police. They'll come and deal with unique individuals like this. So not a big rant today on the don't be that guy. It wasn't that bad. Now, like I said, this was the first time on a podcast for Jessica, Leanne, 
and Caitlin. And Caitlin, with the little voice, added her little things in there. She's still trying to think of what she would say to somebody, but she reserved that for later because I think I'm going to hear some things come out of her mouth that shouldn't be said by a 10-year-old. But um, we'll get into that later. Jessica turned colors when she heard about this, and she was like, ooh, those people. Because she knows what it's like, and she has that mommy instinct that just wants to pound them. Yes. Yeah. And you control that mommy instinct a lot, especially when you're on the range. You have to. Yeah. Because why? People are special. Yes, in their own way. Yes. And Leanne doesn't have to argue with these people. She just shows them up by her shooting. She doesn't care. And the embarrassment that, that causes that, you know, is enough to just drive most people away. That's why there's always like two or three lanes between us and everybody else's shooting. And then if they really want to, you know, test it, then I'll actually break out my bow and do some other stuff out there. And I don't shoot that much. There's many reasons I'm concentrating on you folks, but... When I got to draw it up there and I put it at 80 or 90, then I really don't care. And I'm like, really? Okay, you can say whatever you want. Just shoot my target. And it never work, really works out. But we, I digress. Anyway, folks, so you will hear more from Leanne, Jessica, and Kate. Leanne will be on more podcasts with me. I got a feeling Jessica will too. She's t- I could tell. You see, get that look on her face right now. She's like, I never want to do this again. But I know she was going to let loose on a few of them. But she's been quiet, trying to keep herself reserved. And Caitlin's just thinking of something fashionable to say, but she hasn't come up with it. But the next time it'll be scripted. I guarantee you she's going to say a lot more. And Leanne gives you one word, direct answers, simple, scientific. And you'll get more of that, and she'll have her own segment on next podcast. Anyway, oh, yeah. Yeah, that segment's going to be special because... She's going to point out what you should do and what you should not do in certain situations and why you're a bonehead for doing one thing instead of the other. But that'll do it for now. Um, As always, if you need to find something to fill up your time, be sure to look us up wherever you find podcasts. You can go to our website, www.highpowerarchery.com. Send us an email. I answer all my emails, people, Um, no matter how off the wall they are. I'm never in a position to say, Anything bad, if you need help, I'm willing to help you. No matter where in the world you are, and we've got a lot of people listening all over the place. Um, So with that, it'll do it for this episode. We thank everybody for being on here, as uncomfortable as it may have made them. Um, Like I said, it's never goodbye until we see you again. So till then, shoot straight and stay safe.